settling is not an option for me. Everything I desire is already mine. What if you can have it all? Because every day is for the girls. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of For the Girls. I'm your host, Victoria Alario. And today's interview is a lot of fun. I'm really excited for you all to hear my conversation with my friend Tiana Musera, who is a YouTuber, content creator, model. She's also created a devotional journal that she's going to talk a lot about. She is a woman of strong faith and strong values. And I really enjoyed our conversation and I'm really excited for you all to hear it. But before we get into the interview, I had to share with you all that I have officially reopened my consulting sessions. I'm always having girls asking me, how can I connect with you for advice and I want to chat with you about what I'm going through or what I need guidance on and this that and the third and I used to do consulting I know I talked about it in way earlier episodes of my podcast but I did put a hold on it just because it took a lot of time and I was not able to prioritize the time for it but the time has come and it is back So if you go on the link in my bio, whether you look on my Instagram at victoria.alario or if you look on my TikTok at victoria.alario or the link that will be in the show notes of this episode, I will have a milkshake link up that has access to all of my different links and you may submit an application on my consulting form. So it's a Google form. You just have to fill that out. I will say that I do not take on every single person who fills out a form because I want to make sure not only that you're a good fit for me, but that I'm also a good fit for you because a lot of people are seeking guidance in so many different ways and I would never, ever, ever waste someone's time or money on something that I feel like I'm not the best person to help you. If your questions or situations are relatable to me or something that I'm experienced in or knowledgeable on or I feel confident that I could speak about, then I will be reaching out to you and we will be booking a consulting session. For those of you who don't hear back from me, I do apologize. I just would never, ever, ever want to waste your time or money on something that I just simply don't feel would be worth it for you. But In any case, everyone, please, please, please feel free to submit an application. It's very detailed. This way I will know exactly what topic we are discussing. And there's just so much to uncover. And I love helping people more than anything. That's what I've always done. No matter what sort of field I've worked in, I just love being of service to others and helping others and I feel like consulting is the best way for me to be able to connect with my audience my followers my listeners or anyone on another level and if you all if any of you have a friend or a relative or anyone in your life who you feel like could benefit from a consulting session with me then send them the link and have them fill out a form you might not be in a place where you need the guidance but if you listen to my podcast or my tiktok or any of my content and you say oh so and so could really use advice of victoria would really be able to help out my cousin who goes through x y and z or anyone that you know then please 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 feel free to refer those people to me because I will help anyone no matter 
who it is, whether they are a listener of mine or not. So I am really looking forward to helping as many of you as I possibly can. I look forward to reading all of your applications. And now let's get into the interview. Okay, everybody, welcome today's guest, Tiana. I am so, so, so excited. We met actually at a random influencer event in Miami a while back now, I guess. I can't think about how long ago it was, but it was super random because I, even though I'm someone who actively like posts on Instagram and TikTok and I create, I really don't follow and pay attention to other people. Like I especially don't watch YouTube and things like that. And my friend, my girlfriend that I brought with me as a guest was like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with that girl, Tiana. Like I follow her, her content is amazing. And I'm like, oh, like show me her, let me see. And then she pulls up your Instagram and you have like, I don't know if you have a million, you have like hundreds and hundreds and thousands of followers and like the most fire photos. I'm like, oh my God, like she's so like, hot and cool and whatever, but we can't go up to her. Like she's like famous. <laughs> like, no, let's just, let's just go say hi. Like, let's just at least try. But I was super intimidated because I don't, I don't know, not that followers like is that big of a deal, but I'm thinking you're like a whole like celebrity. So I'm like, we can't just go up to her. And I was so glad that she did because you were so nice and so like welcoming and cool. And you were just with one girlfriend and I was just with one girlfriend and we were all kind of just like, alone because there was like lots of groups of people so that was it like the rest was history now we've had each other on Instagram since then and I love everything that you post like you you're you're just really 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 great on social media so and I know that you do more than social media so we'll talk about that so introduce yourself to the class here tell us who you are and what you do all right. Hi guys. I'm Tiana Musera and I do YouTube. I model, I write music and I recently wrote a devotional journal. So I dabble into a little bits of everything, but that's basically what I do. Is YouTube your original like spot that you started posting on? Yeah. So everything started on YouTube about like three years ago. And, um, I used to do Instagram here and there, but I honestly didn't really like it that much. I used to literally post like quotes and that was it. And then I'm like, okay, let's try the YouTube route. And then I collabed with a YouTuber and that's when everything like blew up Mm. and he really pushed me to do it. I was like really scared. And I was like, I don't know. And he was like, just do it. Like you have so much potential. And I was like, you know what, why am I being scared? So I was like, let's just, let's just go for it. So I did it and YouTube started like blowing up. And then I was like, okay, well, this is a real thing. Like this is like a job. So I was like, I need to start like diving deep into everything that social media brings. So I was like, Hey, let's go to Instagram. Let's use Twitter. Let's dabble into all this stuff. And then I ended up quitting the job that I was at. And I was like, I'm going to make this my life and I'm going to do whatever it takes to like, keep it going. And I've just been doing it ever since. So, wow. Yeah. So how many subscribers do you have on YouTube now? Um, I have like almost 550,000. Holy cow. That's insane. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Oh my God. And you have even more on Instagram, but I think because Instagram is just like, like a photo sort of platform, like guys follow and whatever. So it's not to say that it's easier, but there's a wider audience on Instagram. Whereas for you to have 500,000 followers on YouTube, that's 
like 500,000 people really watching, you know, it's, it's yeah. a different, it's a different quality of followers. I feel like it's a more like loyal following. For sure. I feel like Instagram, whatever your following is, you really see like 20% of that. I feel like half are like bots and half are like just people that just are looking, they're not really interacting. I feel like YouTube is like, okay, like these people hit that subscribe button and they're watching, like they're, they're in tune. Like I'll post a video and like, you know, there's those days where you don't want to post, you're like super sad, but like, you have to make a video. And I try to put the face on and I'll post the video and I'll see the comments. Like, why are you sad? I'm like, wait, like these people like really know me. And it's like such a total different connection and like vibe on there than anywhere else. So I feel like for me, I just had like a soft spot for that app. And I feel like it's just something that I'm just like going to do forever. So I love it. I love YouTube. And I think that's why I have never stopped in the past three years, just because I've fell in love with what I do. And I feel like when you really love something, it's like impossible to almost fail at it. Like you're going to have like times where it's slow and maybe like the video doesn't do as good, but if you love what you do, like you don't care about anything else, you know? Yeah, because you're doing it because you enjoy it and because it's fun, not necessarily because a certain amount of people are watching or not watching, whatever the case is. And and to be honest, like we are so blessed to live in a world where social media can be a job because it really yeah. doesn't feel like work. Like, sure, oh, yeah. we work hard because we edit and we do those sorts of things. But when you really think about it, like editing podcast episodes and YouTube videos is nothing compared to the type of work that you didn't really have a choice to do. Like what back in the day, like all you could do were like office jobs or things like that. You had to work for other people. So knowing that we have the opportunity to do all that kind of work, but for ourselves is like, it's, it's a blessing. Yeah. Like I always think like, okay, like days where I'm like so stressed and I feel like there's a million things in my plate. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like it is, but that's why you get a check. Like nothing is easy. Mm -hmm. And at least it's, I'm, I'm able to do my job wherever I'm going. I'm able to have the leisure of picking how much I want to work that day or the hours I want to put in. And I feel like there's like pros and cons of anything. And a lot of times like people who are in like an office, they just will never understand our work, you know, like they'll never understand like, the time it takes or the hours we put in and the editing and all that, but it's definitely better than like to us, it's better than like doing that kind of stuff because we love it, you know? So it's just like two totally different worlds. And it's so hard to understand to like, even like the older generation, because this is all pretty new still, like, you know, social media has been around for a minute, but it's still like to be able to work and make money on it and it be a career is pretty new. It is crazy. Uh, Clearly it's still new considering anytime I'm even taking damn pictures of myself people are looking like they never saw someone taking photos before I'm like are you new here like people take (laughs) photos now like are you shocked like I don't it's so bizarre anytime I'm even trying to like I was just outside um just like for good lighting I was literally recording a five second thing on my face to start a TikTok and everybody that walked by is looking at me because I had the phone up to my my face like selfie mode like that's so crazy what is like how have you not gotten the hint yet that like social media is is here and it's happening and I love that for you but how did you so you got into uh sorry you got into YouTube Mm -hmm. you know while having a full-time job. So were you modeling then or when did you get into modeling too? Yeah. So I used to model once in a while when I was younger, like I would do like 
random shoots. I would get called for like random shoots. And then, um, but I never took it serious. I was like, no, like I want to go to college. Like I want to have a career. Like I just didn't see it. I didn't love it. That was the problem. I didn't love modeling. I just didn't think that I had the look that was what was trending at the time. And I just was like, I don't love this. Like, I just want to like focus on school and like, you know, finish and all that stuff. And then when I started getting a little bit older, I was like, uh, I don't think I really like school that much. <laughs> I don't know where I want to go with everything. And then working, I used to, I worked like a million different jobs. Like I always had a job since I was 15. I was like, I'm working. I want my own money, blah, blah, blah. And then when I started doing YouTube, more opportunities came with like the modeling stuff, just because people start seeing you more and they're like, can you do this? Can you do that? And then it wasn't until maybe like a year ago, I started getting more like serious, like modeling stuff, but it always started with like music videos here and there. And then like a uh, random, like I got like the tri-rail, like reach out to me to be like, on like their face of like the tri-rail. It's like so like random, but then like as I started getting more popular I guess on social media like more brands started reaching out and then that's when I was like okay I could quit my like random like mm -hmm. manager job and like do some do this full time I feel like modeling is becoming a popularity contest like there are of course so many beautiful beautiful like models out there that are a little bit more low-key but like mm -hmm. I think that like the Kendall Jenner's and Bella Hadid's kind of like changed the game for modeling yeah. like I feel like their fame took modeling in a very different direction I mean of course we've always had famous models yeah. but it's like nowadays like a lot of brands would really much rather have someone like yourself who is a content creator and a YouTuber and an influencer as long like somebody who has a ton of followers, you know, rather than someone who just since a young age has always been in the modeling game, but doesn't post on social media. Like that's kind of like the outdated thing. Yeah. Nowadays. And it's, for sure. And it's crazy because sometimes I'll go to these jobs and like, you're sitting in the chair to do like hair and makeup and you don't know these people. Right. So like you're sitting there and like, I'm very, not shy but like when I meet someone for the first time I like to read the room I don't like mm -hmm. to say too much I just kind of sit there and like observe and they kind of like don't talk to me too much and then once they oh what's your Instagram and I give it to them they treat me like completely different and I'm like that's so weird like like I just think that's so crazy to me because like when you meet someone you're not thinking Hmm, I'm going to treat this person nicer if they have like X amount of followers. Like you just mm -hmm. treat someone because you, you treat them nice. Like you're a normal human being, human but being, yeah. in that world, it's like so crazy that they do that. And, and it makes me sad almost. Cause I'm like, damn, if I didn't have like a following or something, like, would you just keep treating me cold? Like, why do people do that? Like it, it just, and I observed that so much that I'm like, damn. So now I like, I never even like open my phone when I'm like in the chair to like do hair and makeup or I don't even talk about myself I like let everyone talk about their jobs and their work just because I just don't want someone to treat me based off like what I'm doing or what I've done you know what I mean I love that you just made that point that perspective never even like hit me that people 
would be some type of way. I just feel like me keeping my distance from a lot of the things that go on is like the best way to just like stay like humble and in my lane. Like I was telling my mom, like, mom, like, I know, like, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm okay with like a slower pace rather than like doing something that I don't want to do to get me somewhere, you know, like I just rather stay the course and like keep my goals and keep that, like the good people around me to like, keep me focused. Yeah. You'd rather stay humble and it all just be organic instead of just, you know, clout chasing and follower chasing and, you know, check verification chasing and all that kind of stuff. Like it, 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 I love, love, love what you're saying, because this is not something that I even intended on us discussing. So the fact that you just brought it up so naturally just shows that this really is something that means a lot to you. And I think that this all has to do with the fact of that you're so faith driven. And, you know, I follow you on Instagram. Like I said, sorry, I'm really not a YouTube watcher, but I'm sure your videos are great. (laughs) I'm sure the videos are fabulous, but I have you on Instagram. And so aside from your modeling photos that I, I see so often, you do post a lot about your faith and the journal that you just mentioned. So tell me all about like your faith, your values and your devotional journal. Tell me all about that. Yeah. So, um, I grew up, I'm a cat, I'm Catholic. I grew up going to church, all that, you know, but you know, when you're younger, you're like, okay, Sunday, we're going to church and you're not, you're not really like paying attention. Cause it's, I mean, you know, you're a kid, you don't really know what's going on. And as I got older, um, I just, we just, my family, we just went to church every Sunday, like obviously certain Sundays we couldn't make it, but like prayers every night, like sign of the cross. When you, when you pass a church, when you get in the car before you eat, it was just normal, you know? And I always did it, but I didn't always understand like faith and like everything. I didn't understand it all. You know, like if I had questions, I would ask my dad and he'd tell me and I'd be like, okay. Like, but it wasn't until like I've got older and I started going through real stuff that like was either painful or I was confused or, you know, traumatized even that I was like, I can't handle this life by myself. Like I need someone bigger to help me figure this out. And yes, you can go to your parents, you can go to your friends, but there, it's not the same like emotional effect when you know that you can just pray and instantly feel at ease knowing that whatever you're about to say, God already knows, and he's already handling it. And it's like, you're going through a storm right now, but it's, you're going to learn something from this storm, you know? And I always struggled with that, but I, as I grew my faith, it became like, so apparent to me where it's like anything that's going wrong, I got to get, and I got to pray. And then anything that's going good, I have to do the same because yes, there's always like bad things, but there's always so much to be grateful for. And once I realized like, wow, like my faith can just like move mountains. Like I'll have the worst day ever. And in the middle of like something so bad, I'm just like, my mind straight goes to, let me just talk to God. And a lot of people think, okay, well, I don't know how to pray or I sin. I can't go to church. And it's like, no, like we we're all sinners, you know, like we all are. And that's why Jesus did what he did for us. But it's like, you have to know, like your imperfectness is exactly what God wants. Like come to me imperfect. Like it's okay. Like he makes us better. And I think that when you're going through things, knowing that you just have that sense of ease of, I can just talk to God. It doesn't have to be a perfect prayer. Like you can just talk as if he's your friend, like, and he listens. Like, I think that's like such a beautiful 
thing. And I just was like, you know what? This is the biggest part of my life. Like, why am I not sharing this on the platforms that I'm sharing myself on? So I just was like, let me just start navigating, easing that like faith in, you know, and I started with quotes on my story once in a while. And then I started doing when I, sometimes I wouldn't post one and I would get DMs like, Hey, where's the quote today? And I'm like, Oh wow. Like people are like paying attention. And then I'd post one and be like, Hey, I really needed that. Like, thank you for sharing it. So I'm like, you know what, this is actually like, I'm helping people. Like I didn't realize that me expressing this when I, I wish I had someone that I saw was doing this back then. So I was like, let me be that voice for these people. So then I started with the captions, you know, every so often I do like a little long caption or stuff like that. And then I was like, you know what, I want to write a devotional journal. Cause I started reading devotional journals and it helped me grow my faith so much. And I don't know if you're familiar with them, but a lot of them it could be about like a devotion of strictly strength and how you can use your faith to like gain that. Or it could just be overall like on the Bible. And a lot of them, they give you like a passage, a Bible verse, a prayer, and then you can journal in like your thoughts of like that passage. So I was reading, like, I would read one every morning for three years. And I just was like, okay, wow. Like my faith has grown so much. And I was like, what if I make my own based on like what I think and like things that I think are really important. And I was like, let me make it short. Cause some of them are like 300 days or mm-hmm. like 200 days. And honestly, millennials are, have short attention spans. And they're like, I don't want to finish a 300 page thing, you know, or like, I'm going to forget to do that. So I was like, let me make it 15 days. It's like easy to start a habit that way. So I made it 15 days and you read a passage, you read a Bible verse, you can journal in, and then there's a prayer at the end. And so it's like, maybe someone doesn't know how to necessarily pray, even though there's no way you have to do it. At least there's something there that someone can say and feel good after they say it. So I started that and I sold out three times now. And now I do, yeah, now I do, um, I take the money that I make from that and I just give it to the church. So I just decided to do that because I'm like, I got to like, you know, charity begins at home and like the church is like a home to me. So I'm like, let me just go and like take this money and just give it to someone that actually needs it. So that's what I've been doing. And right now I'm doing a fundraiser for St. Jude. So all of the books sold from now to July 1st is going to go there. And then anyone that wants to donate, donate anything, I'm going to put it to the charity. And then I'm going to go fly to Memphis and like hand deliver a check to them and like get into the experience and like make a whole YouTube video about it and stuff. I'm like, I am speechless. <laughs> like that's why I couldn't get the words out because I'm speechless. Like, first of all, I have full body chills, like head to toe, full body chills. And I don't know if you saw that. I was like adjusting my contact at one point because my eyes were literally like, I'm like, why are, why are my eyes sweating? My eyes are are like tearing up because this is like so much more than I, than I even expected so much more than I even thought. And I can relate because I am Catholic as well. I went to Catholic school my entire life since I was three years old. And same thing, you know, in my school, we went to church the first Friday of every month. And then with my family, we went every Sunday and man, I'm just going to outright say church was so boring for me when I was yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, I hate this. Like it was so boring for me. Mm-hmm. 
you know, we're just kids at that point. I've always had strong faith and strong values in my family, you know, like all about prayer and saying grace before you eat a meal. And like you said, you know, sign of the cross before you, when you pass a church, you know, when you drive by and the whole thing. So I, I, I completely get it. Um, but I feel like I got distant as I was like, maybe like a teenager. And then like my young twenties, because I had like, I think I like mentally got to a stage of like, oh, finally, no one's going to force me to go to church anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you lose sight of all that because now you're a teenager, you're around like, like a whole new way of life. And then you're in college. And again, an even more extreme new way of life. And you don't yeah. really like practice, at least for me, like you don't really like practice your faith because you're literally partying and around like, you know, drinking and drugs and all this kind of stuff. It's just a very different way. But I will say that I've always, I always knew that I had a a different way than most people. I think because the underlying faith was always there, even if I wasn't actively practicing it, like I've never dabbled with drugs and like certain things because I just, I'm like, that is not how I was raised, you know, like that's just like not my way. And so And even if I wasn't actively like thinking of God, like I think that when I think of it now at, in my later 20s, I'm like, but he was always there. And that was the whole, that was the whole thing anyway. I actually saw this, um, I saw this painting and it changed my life. Like it was a, it was like a slide of like pictures and it was, it was a, it said like 7am and it was a table and it had Jesus there and it didn't have anyone sitting across from him. And it, it was said like, oh, like, I wonder when he's going to come, like, say good morning. Like, I woke him up. Like, it's been, like, a couple hours. And then the next slide was, like, 1 p.m. And it was, like, oh, maybe he'll meet me for lunch. Like, I'm waiting. Like, you know, it's been a few hours. I I got him to work. I got him out of bed. And then it was, like, 5, 6 o'clock. And it was, like, after dinner, still not there. And then it was, like, 9 o'clock. And finally, the guy, like, showed up to the table and was, like, oh, like I had a really busy day. Sorry. And he was, and Jesus was like, oh, well, you know, like I did this, this and this, like, you know, where have you been? Like, I just wanted to talk to you. And it was like, to me, it was like, damn, like God woke me up in the morning. He got me my legs walking to the kitchen to make coffee. I have a roof over my head. I have food to eat. Like he got me to my job. I have a job. Like why not say thank you throughout the day why not just make conversation with jesus every day like so in the mornings too like i don't say it out loud but in my like i speak in my head and i'm like thank you jesus for like waking me up today like good morning like just talking as if like i'm talking to like literally anybody and it's just like just that checking in to let jesus know like hey i'm here too like i know you're here but like i'm here too and like hey are you okay like you know obviously he's okay but like just to do that check-in, it keeps you in check. And it's like, okay, like I can't miss like the morning. Like I can't miss morning prayer. Like, and you Mm -hmm. can even pray on the way in your car. You're like, you can literally do it anywhere at any time. And that's the beauty of it. A certain place, you don't need to like be only in church to pray. You know, like you can Mm -hmm. just find any moment you can just to say thank you. And like, it could even be in the middle of a conversation with someone. You're just like in your head, like, oh yeah, like, God, like, thank you, like, for, like, right now, like, and it, it makes you have such a different perspective of life, because, like, you can even, like, right now, I'm looking outside, I'm, like, wow, like, it's sunny, like, the weather is beautiful, like, I'm gonna go outside later and feel the heat on my skin, like, these are all so things, like, so many things that we take for granted, but, like, just being thankful for it, you, like, have so much more abundance, and, like, you see life in just, like, such a different light, like, 
I feel like a lot of times when I was younger and was like depressed or had anxiety, like, I'm like, man, I wish I would have had the faith I had now just to be like, everything's going to be okay. Like stop looking at things in such a dark light and just look at like the brighter side of stuff. And like, you'll, your mood will totally change on like everything you're going through. Mm -hmm. Wow. So powerful. Seriously. So, 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 so powerful. I'm excited because I'm going to, um, by your devotional journal. And I love that it's only 15 days or pages because listen, I would love, love, love to go through that so that I could challenge, not, I don't want to say challenge myself, but so that I could almost hold myself accountable to grow into that habit. Because you know how many times I've like started journaling, then it does stick around for a month, a couple days, a couple weeks, maybe I make it to two months, but then by month three, month four, like I, that's it. I like lose my train yeah. of thought. And so I think like that, you, you hit the nail on the head. Like we just have such a short attention span and I would love to build the habit. Like you said, you have this world that is almost like could be contrasting. Like you're you're maybe even like polarizing, if that's the right word, there's like the one side of you that's super feminine and sexy and, you know, all about modeling or whatever. Then there's the other side of you who is literally creating devotional journals and praying and helping people overcome like deep, deep, deep stuff. Like, how do you feel that you were able to really seamlessly blend those two and make it your identity? Yeah. So I think that's something that like, at first I struggled with of why I like wasn't sure if I wanted to like share that side of my life just because from the outside looking in it's like oh well like you're like modeling in bathing suits and you're doing this you know it's like how can you preach faith but then I'm like what does my job have to do with my personal decisions in life you know like I think a lot of times I see like nowadays that people make their career, their personality. And I think that it's just so unnecessary. And like, that's not your personality. Like even an athlete, like, oh, like football, 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 like that's me. And it's like, but football isn't your personality. That's your job. You know, it's like, you can like, who are you outside of that? You know? So I think it's super easy for like a regular person to be like, well, why would I listen to your faith if you're posing in a bathing suit? But them not realizing that that's not a sin to model. It's not a sin to, you know, God gave me a body to be able to pose for companies like, you know, swimwear and like show that, like, why would I not do that? You know, and it's like, I think it's totally okay to be a young woman and embrace the way God made you and still have such strong values outside of your job. Because, you know, in real life, I'm making faithful, smart decisions. Of course, I'm not perfect. Like, I slip up once in a while. But as a whole, like, I'm not making decisions that are going to counteract what I'm preaching. It's, it's, it's all like, practice what you preach, right? So it's like, okay, I might model for Blue Body Brazil's bathing suit company. But that doesn't mean that I can't be a faithful woman or a woman of strong values just because I decided to model their bathing suit at the beach, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, I think it's different for certain religions where it's like, they can't show, like they have to be covered head to toe. Mm-hmm. Like if I had that religion where I had to be covered head to toe and then I was posing in a bathing suit, obviously like that's not, you can't do that. Like 
But as a Catholic, there's nowhere that says you have to be covered head to toe and you can't model. Like it's not a sin, you know? So I think that sometimes people have a hard time realizing that. And like their first initial reaction is to just judge. Cause I get like a lot of DMS like, Oh, like, why would you like put like that caption with that picture? And it's like, well, because that's who I am. And that's my personality just cause I might like, I work out so much and I like, take care of myself like why does that make me why does that mean I have to act like a certain way you Mm -hmm. know and I think that it's like you know I think obviously there's ways you can do it I think like certain poses and stuff I stay away from and like certain things because it is a lot sometimes but I also think that if you if you're young and you're want to wear a bathing suit to the beach and take a picture in it like no one should judge you for that. Like, mm-hmm. who are we to judge somebody for that? You know, and it's like that that girl might be literally like a saint, like the like no mistakes. And you're just going to write her off or judge her because she wore a bathing suit to the beach and took a picture in it. You know? <laughs> and, I, and I think it's even goes for guys, too. Like, there's so many guys that are like so good looking and like models or like athletes. And we're so quick to judge to be like, they're probably a cheater. They're probably this. Well, meanwhile, they're like, damn, I just want someone to believe that this is I'm a good man, you Mm -hmm. know, so it's like, it goes both ways. And I think it's just about finding a circle and finding like a partner that is like, like wants you for you and not for your, like what your job is or like what you're doing. And I think that if more people looked at people that way, I think people would be a lot happier and like more inclined to like do not be so afraid to do what they want or like say what they want. Cause I was scared in the beginning to be like, well, what if people like, you know, they, they judge me for that, but it's like, you know what, who cares? Like, I hope my words can help somebody. And if they mm-hmm. believe me in a bathing suit more than someone in a turtleneck, like it doesn't matter, you know, like I'm still preaching what I want to preach and get out there. So I think that it's just a matter of like people accepting the fact that you can do both, you know? Uh, get you a girl who can do both. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that you brought up like, you know, guys and partners and all that, because we are going to get into friendships and relationships and dating and all that kind of stuff in a second. But you, you really did hit the nail on the head there. I, before I met you, I was posting a lot of like lingerie photos on social media. Yeah. So I don't think that you've ever seen those posts on my feed. And of course, I also do Q and A's. And so at this time, I was posting a lot of lingerie photos, videos, whatever. So when I was doing my Q and A at that time, I remember somebody asking me like, you know, I know that you're a woman of faith. And I know that you're Catholic, but how do you own like your sexuality and like post these photos in lingerie? Like, I feel like I could never like I would love to, you know, you inspire me, but I just simply can't do it. So they were asking with good intentions. But you know, they were basically saying like, they can't believe that I do that. And so I said, you know, the thing about the Catholic church too, is like, it does evolve. Like, I feel like the, the Bible never changes, obviously like the main principles and the commandments on that, like that never changes, but we are a more progressive religion than others. Women are owning their femininity and sexuality more now than ever before bathing suits, lingeries, bikini, all that kind of stuff. Like it's not really hurting anybody. Like you just said. And and I just think that like, we, we, we grow as long as like you're, you're practicing your faith and making decisions through your faith and all that kind of stuff. If you're not hurting anybody, then yeah, you're sending like the average human being. And that's, 
that's all yeah. you can do you know it's yeah, not that I, crazy okay I posted a bathing suit picture and then someone might be like oh well like like I had someone tell me like oh like your picture is like what do you think people are thinking when they see this and I'm like that's not my problem what they want to judge and think about like I posted it because I liked it and it was work so if you want to tell me that oh she must be a slut for it that's on your judgment not mine you know like (laughs) says a whole lot more about you than it does about me why would I care what someone thinks I know who I am you know so it's like I think a lot of times people get it confused and it's like I think you got to check yourself before you try and check me because it's like you're trying to sit here and judge me for a picture that I'm like it's a job but you're not realizing that judging and making comments is just as much of a sin mm-hmm. you know and it's like it doesn't make it right or wrong to oh well yeah. you did that so I'm gonna do this but you know people have to be careful with the words that they use and it's like for me I always say like you can't let one get weaker than the other like if I'm gonna start neglecting my faith and just acting a fool on the gram like you know, I'm not, that's not okay. Like it has to be a balance. And I think also a lot of times people are like, oh, well, like you always are in a bathing suit. And I'm like, really? Like, look at my Instagram. Like, I'm not even in a bathing suit that much. But also like, hi, I live in Florida. I know. And I'm like, (laughs) did you want me to wear a sweatshirt to the beach? Like, but it's like funny because I, I sometimes go through my feed and I'm like, let me like look at it maybe clean it up. And I'm like, wait, like I don't even post like that much, like crazy stuff. You know what like, it is? I'm going to tell you for a fact, it's because you have a sexy curvy body and anything that you wear, people are going to be looking at you some type of way because you're not like skinny and little, like you're skinny. You know what I mean? You're not no, like skinny, I mean. like, like look like that's it. Once you got boobs, butt, hips, curves, you instantly look sluttier in anything yeah, according yeah. to, you know, like somebody, I'm just going to mm-hmm. say it like that. No matter how untrue it is, this you and I could put on the same outfit, but I got no tits and you do. And it <laughs> we are not gonna look the same in the same outfit it's so true like my mom even will be like can you like cover your chest I'm like mom do you want me to cut them off like you're like mom I'm borrowing your shirt actually yeah like (laughs) I can't do anything about this (laughs) but it's so true like just even when I was younger I went through literal hell like in school because like with dress codes and stuff and like I even had I never forget this experience like I was, I had just moved to Florida and I was in eighth grade and there was a dress code. Like in New York, there was no dress code. So mm-hmm. here you had to wear a polo shirt and jeans. So I would wear a polo shirt and jeans every day, the same <laughs> thing, right? I'm, I'm there, I'm like standing there, like waiting for the bell to ring. And I, I see a teacher go, excuse me, like, can you come here? And I'm like, okay. Like, so I walk over there. Now the cop of the school, the guidance counselor and two teachers surround me. And I'm like, um what is going on and mind you I had an attitude because I just got back from moving to New York like I didn't take nobody's shit so I'm standing there and I'm like what are like what are you guys doing so I'm like is something wrong and they're like well like we just wanted to know like if you had like a little sister and I was like why and they're like because like your clothes are really tight and like you can go to Goodwill if you need clothes and I'm like what I'm like are you out of your mind I'm like so I'm looking at them I'm like you're joking right and they're like no like I know times could be tough but like goodwill has like clothes and I'm like oh I'm like no 
I'm like, like, this is not a they conversation. They preface that by asking if you have a little sister. Yes. Like, how, like, passive aggressive can you And I looked make? at the guidance counselor and I was like, you know what's crazy is that after this conversation, I'm supposed to go to you to tell you what just happened to me. And you're sitting here and you're not opening your mouth. And she just stared me, looked me dead in the eye and walked away. And I was like, oh, this sorry, is- you were in the eighth grade, eighth grade. And I'm like, this is crazy. I was like, wait till my father knows about this conversation. Cause my dad retired as a detective and that's why we moved. So I'm like, he is not having this shit. So uh-huh. I immediately called my mom and I was like, mom, like, and I was already having issues with like clothes because they like would give me dress code all the time for my jeans. Cause I was like, I've been curvy since I was young, you know? So yeah. like everything looked tight and like everything looked like extra you know yeah, so yeah, yeah. I remember calling my mom like and I was crying at that point because I'm like I can't deal with this shit anymore. how embarrassing for yes. a girl too not for nothing like the most inappropriate thing about that entire dynamic is the fact that adults are analyzing your body at what 13 14 yeah 13 14 so my dad he came straight to the school he brought every single pair of jeans in my closet threw it on the principal's desk and was like tell me what pair of jeans this girl can wear. Pick it out right now. And he's like, and after I leave this office, I don't want to hear a damn word that she's getting dress code or any, that there's any problems. And he, the guy just like was looking at my dad and he had like a picture of his daughter in the back. And my dad was like, see your little girl right there. What if this was her? How would you feel? And he was like, I'm so sorry. Like, and picked out the jeans I can wear. doing this to you too, that I didn't even think that it was a guy. I'm assuming that it's a, a woman. So the fact that a man... It was crazy. That was like the craziest experience. And I was like, this is wild. Like, and I'm like, damn, welcome to Florida. This is what I'm going to have to deal with. Like, but I I just had like the worst year ever that year. It was like so hard for me. And I think that that's when I wish I had my faith, like strong then, because I knew I could have got through it like so much more seamlessly than I did. Cause I, I'm not going to lie. It gave me a lot of like kind of depression and like anxiety. And I hate using those two words, but like it honestly did. Cause I just felt like so anxious every time I had to go to school, like, yeah, oh you God, were like, young and confused and like, yeah. you know, and at you, that you time, don't have like your hormones are like going crazy. And I'm just like, what is going on? And I just was like going through it. But then like, as I like, you know, went through high school and like got through high school and then like, like it, it wasn't until like, I literally started going through more stuff that I was like, yeah, like I'm, I can't do this shit by myself. Like I got to mm-hmm. dive deep in my faith. So I think like, for me, I just like, I just want so bad for like young girls that are like reading my stuff or like watching just to know like, Hey, like just pray, like, you know, like it's mm-hmm. all going to be okay. Like, and of course now, like we have other things that we deal with as adults that are makes us anxious and like you know we go through things but I'm so glad that like I at least have that foundation that's like getting deeper every day to like handle everything because if I didn't have that like I would be a complete mess wow so good so 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 good all right now let's transition into relationships and dating for a second so you're very secure of course in who you are and I I love that about you so now how does all of this affect you all of this meaning sorry to clarify all of this meaning your brand of modeling and your sexuality and also your faith and your values how do all of those things affect you in dating because you're you're single right yeah it is very hard I will say like um I also come from a family that's like super traditional and old school so it's like 
if you're not going to pick me up on the first date, we're not going on the date, you know? So like, Girl, then- have you been watching my TikTok? Cause I'm one of these boys, every boy that comes back on my page, it leaves like, okay, I guess I did that wrong. Okay. I guess I did that wrong. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, like I had like, it's just so funny because people assume that like I'm dating this and this and going here and here. And it's like, because like maybe X and X follow me. So that must mean that I slept with them or that must mean we've dated. Like, no, I've never even met half these people before, you know, but it's so funny because they'll be like, oh, like they'll DM me and be like, oh, I'd love to like take you out. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, you know, when, like, here's my address, you can pick me up. And they're like, wait, like, I'm not picking you up. And I was like, well, then we're not going on the date. Yeah, like, what did you think I was coming over your house? Like, what do you think I was going to fucking Uber to you? Like, absolutely <laughs> not. So, but it's, that's like the thing like, oh, like, let's go to the beach. And I'm like, no, like a first date, you want me to Uber to your house and then go to the beach with you? No, it's not that type of thing that I'm trying to do. So, you know, but I actually went on my first date in like four years, like a couple months ago. And the guy picked me up came out, shook my dad's hand, talked to my family for a little bit. I was like, wow, there are gentlemen like that. And I didn't even have to ask to pick me up. He was like, Hey, do you want me to pick you up? Or would you like to meet me? Whichever is fine. And he actually lived like an hour away, which I was like, wow, that was really nice. And I was like, wow, like this. And that he even said, he's like, the drive's never a problem. Like you're worth it. And I'm like, See, like there are men out there. Where's he at? What happened? (laughs) No, we just kind of like my schedule and his schedule were just like so busy that like we just never found like the time to like make it work again. But we're still like cool. Like it's like no hard feelings, just like bad timing. Um, But like, you know, there there are a lot of times I get involved with people that don't live where I live. And like I develop such like an emotional connection with certain guys because all you can do is like talk on the phone or text and you get so emotionally kind of attached to them. And then it's like, well, I can't wait to meet. And it's like, when is that going to happen? And then sometimes it's like a little frustrating to be like, "Mm, I don't really feel like waiting anymore to like meet you or like you take the chance and like, you think about, okay, do I go see them? Or like, do they come see me? And it's like, I don't know, it could be a little scary and intimidating to like start that whole process. And for me, I just haven't dated someone in so long, but now I'm like, it's like oh. creeping me out how how much we have in common. Like it's actually like bugging me out. And I love <laughs> that I'm having this revelation while we're having this conversation because I think if I would have known this ahead of time, I would like preface the questions differently, but I'm asking you pretty like general questions and you answering them. I'm like, I feel like I feel like I'm talking to myself. Like those traditional values and all that, like it is hard to find because like going back to that whole like modern world thing, like there, where's the fine line? Because we both are modern women in the sense that we're hardworking, you know, we, we use social media. So yeah, of course we are like evolving with the times in that modern sense, but at the same time, we're also very traditional women. So we don't, we don't like the modern guy, like the modern guy (laughs) who is like, Oh, take an Uber and we'll, we'll link up here, link up there. I'm like, that's not how my parents met. That's not how my grandparents met. That's not how I'm up. My love story. Don't look like that. Mm -mm, Like my love story has a guy showing up to my house with flowers, calling me on the phone, not, not trying to Snapchat me. Like, you know, that's just simply not how my love story is going to go. I just know it for a fact. And so for me, like I stay so firm in, in, those values and yeah point blank that's why 
I haven't dated somebody in a while. And when I post about this on TikTok, because my whole TikTok is pretty much prefaced around like high standards and values and dating and all that kind of stuff. The haters, the people who like have no concept of anything, they comment and they're like, this is why you're single. And I reply and I'm like, yes, this is why I'm single. That's, That's the, the point. point. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. Like you, It's almost like the point went right over your head. Like there, I, you know, I'm making a video talking about what I desire. You reply saying, this is why you're single. Like, hello, welcome, welcome to earth. Yes, this is why I'm single. (laughs) Like, like, what did you not understand about that? Like, and I grew up with like, my parents are still together. Like, my dad, like, is the best man in the world. And I'm like, I feel like I would be insulting my father if I brought home a guy that was like, a piece of shit. Like, because like, I have such a good example that it's like, that I would literally Have you learned nothing? Like, like, yeah. Like, I feel like I would, my dad would be like, are you kidding? Like, and my dad's very blunt and honest. And he would literally be like, absolutely not. Like, you know, so it's like, for me, it's like, I rather be single and be alone and not talk to anybody until I find that person. That's like, they make me feel needed. And they like, that's like the goal, right? Like you want to feel important to somebody. And I think a lot of times for me, that's what I want. So I give that. And I think sometimes people get too comfortable with that like they're like oh well she cares so like it's like I don't need to try as much and Mm -hmm. it's like no I care because I'm a caring person but like I'm also not an idiot so like if you're not going to give me that energy back like I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you know so but it's like it's I don't know it's just like people complicate it so much more than it has to be and I think there that stems from like being insecure and being scared to like make a commitment instead of just trying because it's like why not we just try? And if it doesn't work, we could break up. But it's like, guys don't even think that like that. They're like- it's Because of the amount of options these days. Like yeah. I, I completely agree and I completely understand where in the sense that's like, well, why not see it through? Like why cancel on the date? Why bail on this? Like, let's just see it through and whatever. What, what's not meant to be is not going to be meant to be and what's meant to be will be. But I think that there's just so many options these days of people that the guys are just shuffling through and, and girls are getting more and more and more beautiful. So mm-hmm. like guys, there's like these guys, like guys always look the same. They got nothing new going on, but girls, <laughs> yeah. Girls have, we have like our filler and our plastic surgery and our makeup and our lashes and our lips and our brows. And like, we're just evolving. Like we're getting hotter and hotter and hotter. And so like now guys have like a plethora of gorgeous women readily available for a good guy. So like, if, if it don't, you know, if you're asking for more than they're willing to give then they will go on to the next girl who will settle for less because eh, she's beautiful too and all that matters Uh is that they have a beautiful girl because guys are very physical so as long as you look the part as long as you look their type they're gonna they're gonna run with that especially they're gonna run with it the less that they can do so like if they can have a beautiful girl who doesn't require much oh my god that's like yeah and I feel like that's the goal yeah and I feel like girls certain like like there's certain girls that like ruin it for like other girls like us you know because it's like they're making it so easy that like guys are confused when you're like no I don't want to uber to you or like no like I don't like want to do that like that they're like wait what like because it's like 
yeah, you're asking everyone else like does it. And it's like, okay, (laughs) like I'm not like everybody else, you know? And it's like, I think it's really hard to date nowadays when you just have that old school type of mentality. But at the same time, there are guys that want that. So it's like, we just have to be patient for the right person. And it's like, for me, I don't even, to be real, I don't talk to a lot of people. And it's just because Mm -hmm. I don't want to give someone false like hope or like think that something's going to happen when I know for a fact it's not. So it's like, for me, if I'm talking to you, I have genuine interest in you. And like, I think you're great. And like, I'm willing to like try something, but I think that it all comes down to respect. And right off the bat, I say it like it is like, I'm not sleeping with you. Like, this is what I require. And if a guy like is like scared of that, I'm like, perfect. You're not for me. Let's get it done with now. Like we can just say goodbye because if you're not honest from the start, what's the point? You know, like you don't have to be scared to be honest. And I actually read that in a Steve Harvey book. He literally said like, ask right away, what are your intentions? Because it's like, you cut the bullshit. And if the guy is scared to like, tell you what it is, like he's not there for the right intention. And of course, you don't always know the direction things are going to go. But if it's been a few weeks, months, like you got to like speak up and you got to communicate because, you know, the other person might not know how you feel either. And I think that's a lot of times, like, like for me, something like I absolutely hate is when people assume things. Like I love when people just ask me straight up, but a lot of times I find myself assuming for the other person too, like, oh, like, nah, they wouldn't go to that with me. And it's like, why are you assuming? Like, you know, so for me, I'm like, damn, what I hate, I sometimes do. So it's like, I have to work on that. But I think it's just like so important to the time when you're single to really like focus on you and like make yourself the best woman you can be. So when you find that man, you're ready for them because Mm -hmm. I would expect the man to be doing the same, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love what you said about the intentions too, because that's something that I preach about as well. And I've I've said, you know, on my TikTok, like, because a lot of girls, here's the thing with a lot of girls, they don't know how to communicate anything that they want to ask or find out. Like they want to know if a guy likes them, but they don't know. They, they, don't communicate at all. And I'm like, just ask what your intentions are because intentions don't guarantee the result. Like intentions don't guarantee success. But if a guy can just at least tell you that his intentions are to see if this can turn into something and my, you know, okay. If if you were to say to a guy, what are your intentions? Then he says, well, I am looking for a serious relationship. I am looking for commitment. I would love to see if this is going to work out. Then he's at least not guaranteeing you that, he loves you or wants to be with you, but he's at least telling you that his intentions are to get into a serious relationship, which means it's a, it's a whole different ball game than a guy who says, if you were to ask him, what are your intentions? And he says, Oh, well, I just got out of a relationship. So I'm not looking for anything serious right now. I'm just looking to have fun. Either answer is not wrong. No, but you have to find out what those intentions are. And neither one like guarantees a result, but at least they, by just asking you find out what it is that they're looking for, because the one guy who says, well, I've been single for a bit and you know, I'm ready to settle down. Great. You know where he's going to, what kind of vibe you're going to go. The other guy who says, oh, I'm not looking to do anything too serious. You know, he's not picking you up and driving you around. You know, he's not coming and meeting your dad. You know that he just wants, oh, let's, like you said, take the Uber. Let's go to the bar. Let's go for drinks. It's going to be mm-hmm. a little bit more casual, a little bit more like that. So y- you, at least to find out where 
which route we're we're talking right now at least rather than you know go through the whole thing and then be like so do you like me because we're five <laughs> months in and you still never even picked me up for a date like it yeah you know what I mean the other thing you know to what you said was when you said um so many guys think I'm always talking to so many people and whatever and of course again guys, as soon as they see a beautiful girl, they're going to think, oh, she's got, you know, tons of options and tons of competition. And while yes, there might be guys that would love to date you, a TikTok commenter, like a follower of mine gave me such a good perspective. um, Because this is something that I've tried to communicate and I've tried to express, and I couldn't exactly get the right words out. And it was more or less like, you know, I was, I was pretty much saying along the lines of like, yeah, sure. There are plenty of guys that would love to go out with me, but I don't have a roster of guys that I could just hit up on a Friday, Saturday night. Like that's not my vibe. And the girl commented me and she said, what I tell guys or what I tell myself, you know, the whole thing is that for a guy to be with me, he's not competing with other guys. He's competing with me. Yeah. Like you're not competing with with a, a roster of guys that are just like lined up outside my house, like taxis in New York city, waiting for you to someone to get in, but you're competing with me. You're competing with how I spoil myself, how I treat myself, my values, my, my faith, my standards, my goals. Like if you can't match or elevate all of my things that I do for myself, then you got to go. Like you're not competing with 10 different guys who, oh, the competition is just who could take me to the nicest restaurant. That That's not shit. The point yeah. is I can do all of these things for myself. So if you can't do those things for me, or if you can't provide and elevate anything for me, then that you're out. So it's not even about a matter of having tons of options. It's more or less a matter of like matching me and elevating me. I totally agree with that. Like, because as like women that, you know, are like, we're our own business, anything you can give me, we can give ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I just want to see you put that effort, like make an effort. Like, cause for me, it's like, if I like you, I'm going to treat you right because I value you. I like you and I care. And it's that simple. If I don't like you, you are going to know that I don't like you. Like, and I think a lot of times we overthink and overanalyze the situation while if we just really look at it for what it is like, okay, this guy is not doing this, this, and this, that should tell you he's not that into you, you know? And it's like tough on the ego to like accept, but if we take our ego out of the situation and look at it from like afar, our answers are always there. Like people really treat you how they feel. And it's like so cliche to say, but it's the truth. Cause think about like, the guy that you're not that interested in, you give the least attention to, like, he knows, you know, it's like, and you know, you don't really care. So it's like, but the guy that you really like, you're checking your phone, you're like, where's he at? Like, you want to like, see him, you know, and it's like, we our our bodies, our mind, like, it tells us like, how we feel. I feel like the second I start feeling super anxious about someone, I'm like, no, 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 can't do it. Cause mm-hmm. you are giving me too many mixed signals and I'm not about that. We're not even dating yet. Like that's, is just not going to work. So I think that if we really take our ego out and look at it, we have all the answers we need half the time. We don't even have to ask. And the second you start acting different, like, fine, you know what? I don't care. Guys normally feel that. And they're like, wait, wait, wait what, what's happening? It's like, look, you're not doing this, this, and this. So I'm not trying to continue to talk to you. And I think sometimes it either gives the guy like a kick in the ass, like, damn, I got to get my shit together. 
or it's like, all right, bye, you know, and it's like, because they don't want it. And it's and I think that's totally okay. But I think us just being realistic at the end of the day will help us more into finding that right person. I love that. I love that. So to wrap it up, what would you say to girls who struggle with their identity, especially if they are women of faith, but in that modern world, like we talked about, where sexuality is so embraced? I think the best thing that I could give advice of is just really understand. I always say this, like people who ask me, like, I'm really insecure. Like, how do I have confidence? If you just know that there is literally not one person in the world that is you, like even twins, like they're still not the same person. Like you are the only person in this world that looks like you, that is you embrace that. Like you are one of one. So it's like, even if you think that, oh, my nose is too big, my cheeks are too flat. God made you that way for a reason and someone is going to love everything you hate about yourself. So I feel like if you can just have that confidence in your mind to know, okay, I'm made this way. Let me embrace who I am. You are going to be so successful and you are going to be successful in your relationships work. You are going to have so much confidence. And I think another piece of advice would be just to slow down and calm down a lot of times when I was younger, I always felt like I had to like rush everything and like be ahead. Well, if I just took a step back and slowed down, life is a lot better and you really value the moment. And it's important to be in the moment and be focused and not worry so much about what's ahead because what's ahead is already there. It's taken care of what's behind you already happened. So just slow down, focus on now and know like, there's no one like you. So just have that confidence and like, you're going to be okay. Wow. Wow. So, 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 so powerful. Okay. So where can everybody find you? What is your Instagram handle, your YouTube and your, your journal? Tell us where we can purchase this too. Yes. So my Instagram is my name, Tiana Musera. Um, YouTube, same thing. Uh, TikTok is the real Tiana Musera. And my book you can get on tianamusera.me. Or you can go on my Instagram and there's the highlight that says my book and you could just click that. The links are in there. So um, yeah, that is everything where you can find me. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye.